Hey guys, I'm David, and welcome to Cucumber Talks. Each week I sit down with my friends Bryce and Marshall to chat about what's going on in our lives. Our goal is to have honest, vulnerable, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations about our struggles and successes. Bryce won't be in this week's podcast due to his bad internet connection. We hope for it to be better in the near future when he settles in. In this week's chat, Marshall talks about feeling dead inside, and I talk about what I'm most afraid of. I hope you enjoy. I wanted to talk about feeling dead inside, the most uplifting of topics, right? I actually thought of this because of a couple weeks ago when I think it was just in our in our chat or something Bryce had said about <laughs> when he moved to Mexico, we were talking about different things that sort of just lightheartedly complaining about different things, whether it's in the US or in Mexico or wherever. And but then he he gave the caveat, but at least I don't feel dead inside anymore or something like that. And that kind of stood out to me because of another thing that I had seen probably a couple of years ago now. It was a Facebook ad of all things. And it was probably when Facebook ads were just coming out. So I wasn't as you know, conscious of what was an ad versus what was real. But anyway, something caught my attention and it, it, the headline was something like why men die inside or something like that. And it reminded me of it when, when Bryce said that, because that phrase is such a, you know, I'm not sure even what it means really. Like, is it, it's not depression. Is it, you know, like feeling empty, feeling, you know, like there's more, I'm not sure what it is, mm-hmm. but I've felt that before. I don't know. Have you, do you feel that often sometimes? Yeah. I mean, w- when I, when I read what you, uh, what wrote about feeling dead inside, it made me think of like, not like you're not motivated. Like mm-hmm. there's no, you know, there's no path ahead. Personally, I'm sure there's another way to think about it, but dead inside, yeah. just like empty, I guess. I mean, yeah, I Googled yeah. it immediately afterward and was like, who else has thought of this before? And the big word that came up was empty mm. um, as sort of a, not a synonym, but the posts or articles that I read talked about feeling empty. And yeah, I think not motivated, not having sort of a long-term vision or a long-term purpose, maybe. Um, I know for me, and I think the the reason it struck me when when Bryce was talking about Mexico is because I don't feel that right now, but I sometimes wonder if I actually do and I sort of suppress it. Because the times when I felt like what Bryce said, where he said, you know, I don't feel dead inside anymore. I don't know. It seemed like he was kind of on his way out of the United States, like he was ready to go. So he kind of knew that, right? But the times where I've felt almost like that waking up of, oh, wow, this is amazing. I feel I feel so alive now. And, you know, that's happened with different things, whether it's traveling or changing environments or, you know, whatever it is. But I don't, sometimes I am just depressed, but a lot of times when I get to those realizations, it's not coming from a place of being in a bad spot it's actually just coming to a good place and then realizing oh wow how much i had been missing and didn't even realize that i was missing it 
So it makes me think now it's almost (laughs) full circle of the blue pill, red pill thing of, you know, if I'm in a sort of without going to, let's say, a different consciousness or different reality, but just, you know, I mean, I, my, my life is, is somewhat repetitive in the sense that, you know, I have a kind of a, I was gonna say nine to five. It's really like seven to six or something like that, but whatever, (laughs) you know, (laughs) daytime job, let's say. That doesn't sound better. (laughs) Then, uh, and then, you know, they come home and, and normal stuff, hanging out with kids, making food, you know, clean up the house, hang out, play some games, go to sleep, repeat that a couple of times a week, you know, five times a week, whatever is how much I go to work on a typical week. And then weekends, you know, it's maybe hang out with some friends. Um, you know, we do a lot of hiking, uh, planning some trips here and there, going camping in a couple of weeks, going to Florida, you know, but over time, these things just end up feeling almost like, and that's why I came back to that other, almost a positive version of is like, is there more where I f- not noticing that I'm missing it? So I guess that's what I kind of wanted to explore. If like, there's been times for you where and I was trying to think back to of times where I felt sort of that almost awakening of, oh, I've been missing and what, like what those were like. So I can kind of almost like purposely put myself in those sort of situations to check, you know, to check myself to be like, am I actually really happy here? Because I do, I feel pretty Mm -hmm. satisfied. I feel pretty happy. Obviously there are things that I'm working on and, you know, do want to change, I guess, but I also don't have this nagging thing on the back of my mind where I'm like dead inside. But then when I think about it, I'm like, hmm, maybe I am missing out on some things that I don't even realize. Mm. Yeah. When when you were talking about that, it made me wonder, like, because it, it seems repetitive. And I mean, it is, right? But I wonder the mindset, which is like, do you, for example, like, do you look forward to working? Like maybe not every day, but like, do you have like a passion or a desire or like, do you feel driven to, I don't know. And the reason I ask that is because I I feel that personally, but you've been in your job longer than I have. So I I don't know if there's a kind of a teetering off point Mm. in terms of work. Yeah. In a way, I I know what you mean. Cause yeah, it sort of has felt on a day-to-day basis, I still feel pretty like I enjoy what I do, but it has lost that sense of um, like wonder <laughs> mm. or improvement or um, yeah, just something that's, it's different than when you started, <clears throat> start a job and you're, or you start something and, and you're sort of in the first whatever month, even year or something like that. It has become more of a consistent thing. And yeah, I do sort of wonder sometimes, like, is there sort of a different, different type of thing that I could do either within where I work or outside of that, that would, that would change to where I would look back at this time and be like, oh, I'm so glad I moved beyond that. Or I'm so glad I changed. Mm. It's hard to say. Because I think, yeah, for you, I think you, you're not, you know, at the starting point like you've leveled up already within yours 
Mm-hmm. But when you were asking me about that, I, I think one of my dead inside points was after the, like the virus and everything mm. and just got like booted from my schedule of like working and, and being around people and um, doing that stuff. So I, I want to say that I felt, I felt pretty, I felt pretty dead for, for a while. Um, and even after, you know, trying to like learn something or, or study something and kind of improve my skills, that that's a pretty exciting point to like learn a new craft or to, um, to just like take steps to, uh, to like educate yourself on something. But I mean, honestly, I still felt kind of dead because like I wasn't to a point of regularity. Like it was, yeah. it was still, which is weird because you are at a point of like you have a regular schedule, right? And like that's making you feel dead inside. I didn't have a regular schedule. <laughs> and I, yeah. I felt yeah. dead inside from that. Um, I don't know what to make it's, of that. Yeah, it's it's a weird balance because, and maybe you can relate to this too. Of you know, I, I think back to traveling, and I remember when I moved to Korea. That was the first place I moved to from here. After a couple years of, I had graduated from college. A couple years back in the, or still in the United States here in Kentucky, and when I moved to Korea, there was a you know a couple days of panic what did i do this is crazy and then i got to a point very quickly pretty like you know within a week or so um where i had passed sort of those really scary hurdles of oh no how does that what did i do and i was really excited and i felt you know felt good and then there were some up and downs throughout that there were times where i was in korea and obviously missed home and whatever but then overall my time living abroad i felt i felt pretty good but then the last sort of year it's like i lost the i don't know like the purpose or something because i you know externally i guess i was still doing a lot of the things like i was traveling a lot at that time i was in saudi arabia so it was a little different environment like i wasn't going out in the evenings and doing cool stuff like i was in other countries because saudi arabia is kind of locked down as far as what we can do there but um it was still exciting. There were a lot of people who were complaining a lot about what you could do. And I was still having a lot of fun and, and that, but there was sort of, yeah, it, it kind of got to this tapering off point. And so I wanted to come back and all I could think about was like coming back and sort of settling down and, and um, you know, I wanted to buy a house and, you know, those types of things. And so it is really interesting how some things like, you know, depending upon the time in your life, some things can like the excitement of traveling and moving can be really exciting and bring that out of you. And then other times it can be the thing that pushes, at least for me, closer to feeling bad or feeling that sort of lack of purpose or aimlessness. Yeah, I I totally felt that too. Um, and I, I my theory is that I don't know, like going to Korea and like experiencing that like explosion of, you know, you move to a different place, you 
everybody speaks a different language. It's super exciting. Almost, it's almost too exciting <laughs> and too different for our brains that, you know, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like, like drugs or something like you, you know, you start with a cigarette and then you're like going to Korea is like, you know, doing cocaine or something. <laughs> it, it gives you this like crazy feeling. And then when you go back to what, what people call like quote unquote normal life, um, I mean, you can, I don't know. It, it, I feel like you gotta, I feel like we have to be careful with stuff like that um, because nothing will live up to, to some hype like that as yeah, to, you know, like now point. we're, we're yeah. kind of at normal life and it's like, it feels, I don't know. So yeah, I, I know that doesn't sound very um, <laughs> encouraging, but I'm trying to think, you know, how can we get to a point, you know, where, where we don't have that quote unquote dead inside feeling. I know you don't like feel, you know, super depressed every day, but um, I mean, you're talking about it. So <laughs> it's, um, it's something to be aware of. I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. have the right answer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that there's a specific answer for it. It's more just a talk about and realize, oh, other people feel because I think going back to the ad, the Facebook ad and the mm. Bryce bringing it up recently. Um, and he may, you know, I think he was kind of tongue in cheek when he was saying it, you know, there's always some truth in it as well. But um, I think that. Yeah, realizing that other people feel this. I never can remember the quote, but the um, it's from uh, Walden where he says something like the mass of men lead the lives of quiet desperation, something like that. And I always think about that quote, even though I can't ever remember what it actually, the way it actually goes, but something to the, to that effect of how we, it's really easy to feel isolated when we think that we're the only ones who feel that, like I want more out of life but am I the only one that wants that? And you look around and everybody else seems happy and they're doing the same stuff that you are and you're doing the same stuff that they are and somehow they seem happy and satisfied and thrilled and you think about yourself and you're like, ah, I'm not as happy as they are or I'm not as thrilled as they are. And so I think, yeah, somehow talking about it sort of opens the door to be like, no, there is, you know, there is a side that wants different experiences or wants different things and that's okay. And like you're saying, sometimes it's a matter of almost, um, you know, realizing also that at the at the other side, it's not like the grass is always greener, you know, like you get to the other thing and then it actually isn't necessarily better than what your what your current state is. And then you're even more depressed because then you're like, and I worked all this time to get to this area. And now, you know, that's where you hear, hear of all the people that, <laughs> you know, super successful, but miserable because they <laughs> work really hard to get to a certain area and then. It doesn't live up to the expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you get a bunch of money, you know, and then you're just like, oh, um, I still have, you know, girlfriend issues or whatever, you know, I still right, have right. family issues and it doesn't solve the, the problem. Yeah. But I do I like talking about it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I realized too, and, uh, I realized too that in the back of my 
head, a lot of the things that I've done have kind of been motivated by a fear of that. And it sort of takes on different names. So sometimes it's sort of, you know, you hear like the fear of missing out or the fear of settling or the fear of, you know, some, something else, but they all sort of come back to the same thing. And I've, I, I feel like there's been a lot that's been motivated by that, whether it's, you know, moving abroad or just trying to do different things, being curious. A lot of that stems from, I think this sort of in a good place, it can be or you know, there's some things that are good about it. And then it ends up sort of moving me into good places and being curious and so forth. But then there's also the side where it's sort of, yeah, just realizing that kind of like I mentioned in the chat, like I think that the book that I'm writing, even though it's not about, it's not about depression or it's not about, you know, feeling dead inside, but the undercurrent of it is sort of this how to um, live in such a way that you don't have those sort of regrets or those sort of that hollow <laughs> feeling, you know, even if I don't necessarily feel it right now, but I worry about that, you know, like I don't want to get to the end of my life and be like, well, that was a waste. <laughs> like, oh, why didn't I go like skydiving or maybe not yeah. even something like that? Maybe the whole tra trajectory you were like, wish you would kind of split it off at a, in a certain direction. Right. Uh, mm. So, yeah, something maybe we'll, we'll come back to. I, I think it's one of those themes that kind of runs through a lot of the stuff that motivates me and I think about. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Definitely bring, come back to it and uh, keep sharing because I, I think the reality is that more people, more people feel that way than they, than they speak about, you know? Yeah. So even just communicating about it, like right now with us, uh, it kind of helps wrap, wrap our minds around it. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I, um, wanted to talk about my greatest fear and, uh, okay. <laughs> I know it, it's going to sound like super vanilla, but I, I really thought about it more. And okay, so my, my fear is heights. Um, basically, I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> but, and I, what I want to say is, I thought about it more like, you know, am I afraid of death? Am I afraid of, I don't know. Am I afraid of maybe even living my life and then being in regret at the end of it. I think I think the reason that I put fear or the the fear of heights above that is because of the way I I mean it's not something that like you know my trajectory I may be able to control, you know, my uh death you really can't control, but the the feeling that I get in those certain situations I have very vivid um, memories. Like I think probably one of my first memories was uh, at camp. I mean, there there may have been one before that, but camp. Uh, we had a at camp. We had a. Um, I don't know if, if you've ever. I'm sure you've gone to camp when you were younger, but we had a. Is this uh, like your you know, like the Christian camp stuff, or or like. Yep. Okay, yep. okay. All right. <laughs> 
We had the classic uh, zip line, you know. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Climb up the ladder, you know. I never got to do yeah. one, and we didn't go to this cool that cool little camp. But <laughs> I know what Are you're you, talking about. You didn't have those? Okay, I thought those were like par for the course. <laughs> Not at our yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's and I don't know. Maybe now I'd feel differently, but I, I think for now, it from 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 my point now, it's like even greater heights. But this at that time was like you know maybe it was 20, 30 feet up, you know, you just climb something. Uh, and then they hook you up and you go, you know, you zip line across this little pond that they had. And like, I, I literally was like, no, I don't want to do it. And I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to like a camp before, but they're like, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Like, yes. Like yes. Encouraging <laughs> you and like, yeah, it's okay. And I don't know what happens when, when someone tries to either encourage me or like push me to do something and I don't want to do it, I'm like, no, like F you. No, I didn't say that obviously, but <laughs> I was just like, no, like I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I remember like being kind of broken up a little bit about it. Like, and I don't know, it seems so stupid right now to think about, but I don't know, that may have been my introduction to realizing that I was afraid of heights, um, which is weird because, you know, I love, I love climbing, climbing things, climbing trees, whatever. But when it came to something like that, being suspended at, at that height, <laughs> at my age, I was just like, no, there's no effing way I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I mean, the same goes with like, uh, roller coasters we you know we we have a bunch of theme parks in ohio uh roller coaster parks or whatever you want to call them um and i never <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would always do the ones that were like low to the ground and like super chill <laughs> very vanilla but and i just remember either people trying to encourage me it felt like they were trying to push me like yeah just do it you know just it's fine and i'm just like no 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 <laughs> yeah and uh yeah i think this is something that is probably gonna stick with me for uh for my life and uh i don't know i i don't think i'll get over it and i honestly don't think i i want to get over it i just want to you know chill on the ground for the most part <laughs> Yeah, just not go on the roller coasters. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think I, you know, people say, hey, conquer your fears. Like, I think that's great. But I don't know. Personally, I don't I don't know. Maybe you feel differently about it. But I don't think it's like necessarily important to, I don't know, conquer all your fears and I don't know. I feel like fear is kind of a good thing to have sometimes, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, the... that's a, that's a good, uh, that's a great topic to talk about. You know, I had a, I, I have a brother who is very similar in, in, you know, roller coasters and, you know, I have another brother who is, was always kind of the crazy, he was the younger, well, he's now my second. So it's me, 
my brother Ted and then my brother Will and then I have a sister Raquel and a younger brother Zach but growing up it felt like it was the three of us because we were sort of closer in age and um, Will so the middle kid now is was always the one and I think it was because he was keeping up with you know not me or or Ted but just our group of friends in general so he was riding a bike I think he was probably like two years old or something you know with no training wheels or whatever because he you know <laughs> he just saw people riding him and he's like well I gotta figure out how to ride because otherwise I'm gonna be left behind and my other brother Ted though um was always and and still is more like you in the like he didn't really want to go on roller coasters and stuff um didn't want to go on you know like if we went like zip lining or something I've never been zip lining so maybe that's a bad example but um you know any of those types of things and I was kind of in the middle where I was scared but then when I did them I I had a blast and so then I was probably that jerk who's like encouraging you to be like no just do it you're gonna love it when you do it but then I know from my brother's experience like he didn't love it when he did it <laughs> you know what I mean like it wasn't the same experience it, like so he did it and he was like no this is not cool the, yeah, like there were some stuff he didn't do and definitely was like, no, no, I'm not going on this. But there were some things where, yeah, we would kind of, you know, kind of push him or whatever into doing something and he would he would try it and still not like it afterward. And some things, you know, he maybe he did start to like certain things more. But, um, yeah, it's a really interesting one because, you know, we talk about, you know, getting over fears and there's certain things like um, I remember talking to my wife like back when we first uh, or together and, and getting married and talking about like, I had a deathly fear of public speaking. Deathly is probably an exaggeration, but I would like definitely didn't want to mm. get up in front and talk to people and like homeschooled. I remember my mom was trying to put me in this class where I was going to be doing speeches with other homeschool kids. And I oh. like, I was like, no, no way am I doing this. Are you, you know, that was like a stand in the door frame type. <laughs> hold yep, your, yep. hold your ground. Same. Like I am not going. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No way. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then somehow like I sort of pushed myself to get past that. And now I'm still afraid, but I know the other side of it and I'm, I, I love it. But then, so, so there's a part of me that's like, you know, no, certain things you should push through. But then there's things that you shouldn't. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. A, it's, a, it's, it's a good question, especially I mean, heights or something like that. Yeah, and, and I've had the same thing, public speaking, and then, you know, you do it and you get over it. And of course, I think uh, teaching overseas right. really helped with right. that. Um, Certainly. But is there something that you're afraid of that you've not, conquered i'm kind of curious about uh, <laughs> and will you ever conquer it is it important no i'm glad that you one of the things i thought of was in a sense i i think i've gotten better with heights like most rides i'll go on and be scared and then i'll enjoy it but i do know that i enjoy it and that's the difference is like if you go on something and you're just you don't want to go on it and you end up going on it and you still hate it and you're like why did I go on it then you kind of know yourself better than like I know myself and I know that when I've gone on things like you know those big rides that go up um at, like they have one at uh the one near you what's the Cedar Point 
uh, Cedar Point. Actually, I've never been to Cedar Point, but yes, that is. Or I, Kings Island I, forgot, I was thinking Kings Island is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But it basically, it just takes you up on a chair and then just drops you for no reason. Like you just go up a pole, you know, oh, on a chair and then drop like no reason. No. Right. I remember laughing at those and be like, that's the stupidest ride. Like, why would you go on that? That's just not even fun. Like there's nothing. But then I went on one and I actually liked it. So I know myself enough to know that like not wanting to go on it, but then going on it, I enjoyed it. But if you if you go on like a, you know, you don't have to go on like the 8,000 foot tall thing, but like, you know what I mean? Like if you sort of tried to go on a smaller thing and you went on it and you're like, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't cool. I didn't like that. Then I think that's the point where, you know, like, hey, you know, especially with something like heights, because you don't have to you're, and you're going to like cripple yourself. You know, like you're an okay person right. if you don't like go on roller coasters. You know what I mean? Like public speaking is a little different because I do think that there's certain senses where that is a. I guess I didn't finish that thought earlier. I remember talking with my wife about this, how she was like, "No, I don't even want to be okay with speaking in public," and I was like, "No, that's one of those things that, like, I don't. I'm not saying you have to be a great public speaker, but like, it's a fear that it would be helpful if you." weren't just crippled by that one because mm. there's situations where you know it's helpful just to be able to get up and talk to people um or maybe like you could use that for like speaking out you know for yourself or something sure yeah in it, situations maybe yeah i don't know yeah where the for heights I, it's harder to say that unless you work at a job where you're you know cutting down trees or something right. but that's kind of ridiculous you know working for the on normal... power lines or <laughs> right a, right a for skyscraper. the skyscraper <laughs> It doesn't seem the, the the one that uh I thought of though for me actually that I haven't gotten over and it's probably gotten worse is needles actually and uh Ooh. like shots and you know I didn't realize this this was a thing until later in life. Like as a kid, I don't remember this being a, a problem. But then sort of as I've self-identified as somebody who doesn't like needles, it's it bothers me more now because now when I go to a doctor or something like that, or uh, even just see something on a TV or a movie, like somebody gets stabbed and I'm like, okay, whatever. But somebody sticks like a slim little needle in somebody's arm and I'm like, ah, mm. and it's so sort like of acupuncture would be like a nightmare for you. I, yeah. <laughs> and that's one where I'm, I go yeah. back to like, is this one that I should try to get over? <laughs> <laughs> or am I just okay being a person? I mean, a- no, not unless you're a heroin addict and you want to shoot. You know, like, <laughs> when are needles important in daily life? Right, right. <laughs> if you're addicted to heroin, <laughs> then yeah, totally unnecessary. I mean, you know, of course, if you need to get like a shot or something, that's, uh, you know, that's a seldom kind of situation if at all or i don't know maybe going to like the the dentist or something if they need to like numb your mouth oh, that i don't know terrible. that there's another way to do it yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean when you're younger they do the little swab but i yeah. think when you get older they and yeah that's uh i mean i'm afraid of that too i i don't know that i'm as afraid of it as you are because i'll take that over you know doing like a bungee jump or something any day yeah i'd just be like give me the shot please (laughs) no that's true i wouldn't do 
I actually, yeah, I wouldn't do the bungee jump jumping. I, I feel like sometimes maybe I would, and then I look at something. I'm like, no, there's no way I'd like. I, I'd have to be pretty, pretty pumped up or something. I don't know what I'd have to do to be able to, because because you have to jump on bungee jumping. Like it's not like a ride where you just get strapped in. And you're like, okay, here we go. Ah! Like exactly. you have to actually yeah. jump or fall off this cliff or this ledge. <laughs> It's like you're pushing the roller coaster yourself over the <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Any of that skydiving? Have you ever done any of that stuff? I haven't done skydiving or bungee jumping. No. Anything extreme? Yeah. No. I I think. But you're probably not afraid of it as I am. I imagine. Or maybe. I I I somehow think I could skydive but then i get up and start to think about it i'm like yeah i probably wouldn't do it but somehow skydiving because the version that i would do i'd be strapped to somebody and it would be so high it would just be like "Ah, i don't know what's going on this is crazy okay here we go and then we're out and i feel like i would really enjoy it it's the committing to somehow getting myself out out of the airplane that seems pretty pretty scary (laughs) i mean there's probably a joke somewhere but like i feel like you know the the people that like are afraid of skydiving and then they do it and i don't know it's like they're they've they've like overnight become a monk and they know everything and you know it's like they're enlightened they're like it changes your life it's yeah. like oh i mean i'm okay like yeah <laughs> I, I get enough excitement from you know Waking up and uh, drinking a little coffee and <laughs> stretching for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you think? So, for the fear of heights, you had that experience. I'm assuming it, if you don't remember it necessarily, but I'm assuming you probably had some sort of fear of heights, maybe leading up to it, and then probably the experience of people trying to push you to do it, and then you having to sort of dig in and say, "No, I'm afraid of heights," or "No, I don't want to do it." you know, sort of helps like solidify it in your head that like, no, I actually am afraid of heights. And do you think though, since then it's gotten worse or how is your, like, I guess on a scale or like, like, let's say you're on a balcony or something like that. Are you able to like walk up to the edge of a balcony or if you like look over the edge of a balcony, like what, what starts to make you feel sort of not comfortable? (laughs) And yeah, that's an interesting point because when I'm able to like step up to the ledge. Like I can do that. No problem. Okay. You know, and, and I'm sure you've experienced, well, maybe not. I'm sure I'm guessing you've experienced this in Korea. They have the little, you know, there's like little mountains everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, no issue climbing up those. Cause it's, you know, it, it's at a certain angle. It's not like I'm going up the side right. of the face of a rock or, or something. And I'm hanging by ropes and I have to, you know, trust the, uh, what, you know, whatever. That's an issue for me. Um, but I think since I was younger, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably be able to, you know, go down a zip line now that's 30 feet in the air. That doesn't seem like a big deal. And that's probably because mm-hmm. I've gotten a little older and, you know, I've I've realized that there's actually greater things to fear than that like bungee jumping or (laughs) yeah like that's even more crazy or like skydiving where you're just like there's there's literally nothing but a you know a piece of plastic in your in your backpack to 
<laughs> to kind of rely on. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's kind of mellowed out a little bit, but I think it's, it's still at the top of my list because I, I get that, that really like sick feeling and, you know, I don't know. I, uh, it's like somebody being afraid of spiders to a point where they're, you know, like, what's the word agoraphobic or something. You know, I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm under that, you know, type of classification for heights. Like it's a so. phobia. I don't know what the definition of that is, but it's more than just like a fear in a healthy sense, but maybe like a, yeah, like actual aversion or something where like physically debilitating in some sense. Yeah. Like I, I'd probably be okay with like, I don't know, like shooting somebody over, <laughs> over like bungee jumping. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. you know, when, when you'd rather do something that's like, seems insane to do, then do that thing. I think it, I think it falls under, it falls under that, you know, kind of dreadful fear or phobia or, or however you want to classify it. That's a pretty it's interesting pretty one. Yeah, shooting someone. Like, <laughs> yeah. what would it take for me to shoot somebody? How shoot badly do I not person. like them? Is it just because I'm worried about going to prison, or is it because I'm worried that I'm going to actually hurt somebody? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You might be if you're able to go up to because I actually I developed a fear of heights somehow because as a kid I I climbed trees and I remember climbing up in trees pretty high and people being kind of impressed and you know I was like seven so it's not like it was that impressive but you know like I, I, people being impressed that I could climb and that I wasn't afraid of it whatever and now if I were to climb up in a tree I'm more afraid now than I was mm. then so I somehow developed it worse and like if I go up to a ledge like I can hold on to the edge of a thing but if I were to like a balcony and kind of lean over that would kind of freak me out a little bit um, so yeah, it's just interesting because I think that I'm probably a little bit more afraid of heights in the balcony situation than you are, at least in the description, mm. but I would go on the roller coaster. It's like most theme parks. I would basically go on every roller coaster. I'd probably be scared, but I, I, I would know that I would enjoy it. And so I'd, I'd do it and I would, I would have a good time doing mm. it where you trust the machines. <laughs> yeah. Somehow being strapped in and maybe it's just being not strapped in like i'm more afraid of like the ferris wheel or something <laughs> where you're just mm. like in this seat that's rocking back and forth and, and you could easily just hop out <laughs> yeah the kind of dangling sensation that you have from from doing something like that even though those aren't really high off the ground at all that's interesting yeah how know. do you like could you have you been on ferris wheels or is that a different different thing um yeah, actually, Ferris wheels are fine for some reason. Really? That's so yeah. interesting. Okay. See, so, yeah, I'd, I'd rather like, go on the roller coaster than the Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I actually did go, I remember going on one of the roller coasters, uh, and I think it was at Cedar Point or somewhere. And the thing that helped me is that it was, I don't know how high it went, but it was like in this in this large building. I guess. Oh, yes. I've been on and those types of things. Dark, yes. Because it was dark, I couldn't see how high up I was, and I was, I was fine because in my mind I was on the ground. Yeah. So that, you know, it's That's like funny. planes. I'm, you know, I've actually really liked planes. those rides too. <laughs> yeah. Huh. 
yeah, just interesting how the mind works like that, where because you're not able to see it where for other people, that would be more terrifying because they can't see where they are or they can't, you know what I mean? Like you're sort of lose track of the visual of what's going to happen next or something. Huh? Yeah. I'll let my mind trick me if it, if it works, if it works, then that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But. You know, something else that I just thought of, I forgot about this, but uh, we actually got a, was it the Oculus, right? The VR headset. Mm-hmm. And um, we we're out here playing and, and uh, Gage was over here playing this rock climbing game. And I hadn't played the rock climbing game. I'd been inside the you know VR thing, but I hadn't played the rock climbing. And he did this one and he was like, here, try this out. So we're outside in my carport. And I put it on and he's like, well, you know, you started off on like level, you know, 12 instead of level one tutorial. So it's a little bit challenging, but just, you know, check it out, see what it's like. And I get into it. And I'm hanging on this, I guess it's like a platform that's hanging from this crane next to some buildings. And the buildings are like, you know, 50 to 100 feet away. So they're close enough to where you could see the windows and, you know, make out stuff, but not close enough to where I was going to be able to, you know, leap to them or, you know, do anything like that. So I'm just like suspended in this platform, almost like a, I don't know, a pallet or something, but maybe a little bit bigger. And so I tried to climb up the thing and I couldn't. And so I didn't know what to do. Um, supposedly, I, I found out afterward I was supposed to crawl across these beams or something. Anyway, the point of this is I was actually really afraid of that. And I couldn't bring myself to jump off the edge of that thing. Even though I knew I was in this VR virtual reality environment. Mm. That's very interesting. I've not tried one of those. But I, I feel like I'd be okay with that. But the way you're describing it, maybe not. Maybe I'd, you know, flip out and take them off or something. I, I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> it's really weird. I didn't know I was like, going to not be able to do that. <laughs> weren't able to even jump. Did it? I mean, it it must have felt real to you, right? In a in a sense. Yeah, it was weird because it didn't. You know, it didn't feel real in this. Like, it looks kind of cartoonish. I mean, it you know, it was pretty good graphics and all that. So it looks, you know, real, I guess. But you could tell it's fake. It's not like I'm tricked into thinking I'm in this world. But somehow I was just, it was weird. Like, my mind really didn't want to jump off there. Because I didn't know, like, was I going to sort of lose my balance? You know, I'm standing up outside in a carport. And so I don't know if I thought like I'm going to lose my balance as I'm falling and actually fall over on the carport ground and like hurt myself, you know, just like falling over, standing up type thing. Mm -hmm. um, really weird, though, that I, I that one I almost want to try again and be like, can I do that? I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty trippy. I uh, should you should get into yeah. one of those, though, and see, because <laughs> that was my I'm other thought is like against VR. So. If you could do VR, I wonder if it would like. You know, because there there are roller coaster ones, and those ones are kind of cool. You know, but I I wonder how that would be for you. Like, if you could go on a roller coaster one, if it would help you be okay with the the real thing, or if it would, if you'd still be like, no, I don't like this on the VR version or the real version, or maybe you like it on the VR, but you're still like, no, that's cool. It's completely different in real life. Like, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm down to try. Um, I imagine if I mean, as long as it didn't make me sick. Like if I, cause yeah, I still get kind of dizzy. Like if I yeah. just go on a, 
um, oh, what are they called? Like a yeah, the, like 3D stuff, like like a merry-go-round or something. Okay. No, even okay. just like you know those ones that spin around like horizontally, they just spin in a circle. Like I'll get really sick on those if somebody starts to spin it like super fast. But um, yeah, I'd yeah, be curious to try. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty interesting just how different things and early experiences <laughs>。Hey guys, this is David. We hope you enjoyed this week's discussion. Our goal is to inspire people to have more honest and vulnerable conversations. You can help us do that by not only sharing the show, but also having meaningful conversations of your own. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe to catch our next talk.